0: Well, before we get the show started, Horse Radio Network for the first time has a wide selection of Horse Radio Network merchandise available for the holidays. Hats, saddle pads, masks, clothing, mugs, and so much more. Either screen printed or embroidered. Get your orders in now for you or your HRN listening friends. Visit Horseradionetwork.com and click on the banner on the homepage today. Happy holidays, everybody.
1: Did you make the hats? I mean that's the real question is did you make the gel that sh hat
0: Well we're getting some artwork done I, I I did reach out to somebody very special whose name I can't use to get the artwork done so hopefully
1: It's dollar sign hashtag exclamation point <laughs> plus sign
0: <laughs> Yeah but I want a horse's butt in the picture in the uh in the in the hat logo so, okay as long as you get it right we're all working right. on start that start the show start the show go ahead <laughs> all right good morning everybody thank you for joining us today hey i have some news you didn't say i'm glenn the geek from Macau, florida we didn't do
1: that no you're a mess today <sighs>
0: all right let's just do that i did say that
1: no but then you had to read no you played the thing and i talked out of it so uh, you have to say so you I messed am glenn me up I you did.
0: messed me up three two Two, one. I'm to Geek from Ocala, Florida.
1: And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for November 18th, episode 2562, brought to you by Stateline Tech. Good morning, horse people.
0: Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. I have some news that uh, competitors have been waiting to hear. Apparently, they decided that the Wellington season is going to go on for the jumpers and dressage riders. Uh, they submitted a 40-page plan of guidelines to Paul. Beach County officials. Uh, and one of the things is no spectators, which will be really weird because that probably has more spectators down there on a Saturday night than any other place uh, for horse sport. So they're not going to do spectators, but of course, everybody has to wear a mask, all the usual USCF rules. But, um, and they got a waiver because Europeans aren't allowed to come here right now. And we're not allowed to go over there pretty much. But they got a waiver for certain Europeans can apply for a waiver to actually fly their horses over and come over. You have to go through a lot of paperwork, I guess but I don't know how many Europeans will bother to do it. But yeah, and they are going to live stream everything at the Palm Beach International Equestrian Center on their website. So no spectators, and they never charge to get in anyway, so they're not losing money there, except maybe on food and beer, because they sell a lot of that. But uh, that's the update from Wellington. It's what's going on. And I'm happy to announce in two weeks, the first show will be arriving at the World Equestrian Center.
1: Speaking of uh, drama and horse shows down in Florida.
0: Yes. Well, we won't go into that right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, our Equiderma guest is Mounted Archer artist and Instagram star Alex Bowens, and she's going to be here today. Uh, also, Nikki Porter from Take the Rains podcast and Do Us podcast on the Horse Radio Network stopping by. Jamie has some weird news, and I have a crappy list. All of that coming up on today's show. But right now, it is time for some Daily Whinnies.
2: (laughs) Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday
0: to you. (laughs) We have one auditor with a birthday today, and that's Auditor Courtney Edwards. Happy birthday to you, Courtney, all by your lonesome. Look at that. Extra special.
1: Uh, my daily when he goes out to some individuals today's the weird news segment and i'm always complaining because like Y'all all all over the world are going to see weird news, and I just want you to send it to me. Well, Jessica, Nicole, Glenn, and a handful of others sent me one particular story, uh, but I can't find all of them, so I don't want to mention anybody's name because then I'll get in trouble like Glenn does for not forgetting somebody's (laughs) birthday. So to all of you that sent me the final weird news story, because it is really good, and to Jessica and Nicole and Glenn, you sent me one of the weird news stories. I don't even
0: remember what I sent you, so it'll be all new.
1: Let's just say it starts with Florida woman.
0: (laughs) There you go. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that just says it all. You don't even need to do the story. Yep. Just Florida, Florida woman, man, Florida woman. Oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> that's, all, that's all it takes. Hey, a couple things about schedule. We, we have our first guest coming up in a couple of minutes, and I have to ask Jamie a question, too, to follow up for Monday's show. Um, tomorrow is the fox hunting show. Uh, tomorrow is also my day to get my gallbladder out. So, uh, Jamie and Debbie will be here on Friday. So, we will have a show tomorrow and Friday. The fox hunting show is already ready to go. I uh, recorded it yesterday. And I'm hoping to be back on Monday if all goes well. Some people have told me, oh, you're not going to feel like coming back by Monday. And other people have told me, oh, you'll be fine for Monday. So
1: I find that the word gallbladder is one of the sexier words.
0: <laughs> it is kind of that word, isn't it? It's like gallbladder. Ugh.
1: Yeah, but then you describing what's going on, which I don't want you to do on the show today because people are having breakfast, <laughs> possibly. Um, don't describe what is happening in your gallbladder, but it's pretty... Um, Pretty amazing.
0: (laughs) So we'll see how it goes. Uh, You know, nothing can be like the pain I went through the last time. So, uh, you know, give me drugs for a few days and I think I'll be good. Eating might be a trouble for a while, but I'm used to that too. So I'm just hoping that by Thanksgiving, I can have a little turkey, a little stuffing and be happy.
1: Or you can have tofurkey, which is what I'm going to have.
0: And then I will be sick. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Monday, I want to have a couple minutes to ask you this. You were scoot-daddled out of the show early because you had to be on TV. How'd that go?
1: Kind of a big deal, Glenn. People know me. Um, yeah. So this guy came from Channel 9 News and did a story on me. And the whole segment started with him standing in the arena with Duke. Uh, we had to like orchestrate. I was like a little assistant for him. I was like, your hair is sticking up. Gotta get that down. <laughs> was he okay. solo
0: or did he have a cameraman?
1: He was by himself, and he had a tripod Yeah, they they don't have
0: cameramen anymore. They've cut fast costs on the local TV.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I was like, honey, your hair, the wind is blowing. Hold on, get that down. Let let me lick my (laughs) hand and smear your hair down. Anyway, he was like, what is a girl, what is a horse trainer in Norman? uh, Wait a second. How does a horse trainer in Norman, Oklahoma get the attention of the queen? Years of hard work and a man named Monty Roberts.
0: Oh, that was a good line. That was perfect. Yeah
1: pretty good so yeah. uh you know i the problem is is that when a camera is on me i turn into a 12 year old <laughs> and i'm it's like oh my so god it's stupid, this
0: stupid because you've done a million shows
1: <laughs> yeah but it's there's no camera
0: i don't i try to fuse do a up camera too. On this
1: show and i'm like oh my god this queen is like it's a letter in the mail i "I, I don't know i just get stupid (laughs) so there's a very good chance that i'm not going to share it remember i promised i would share it with you guys if it was number one awesome or number two freaking terrible but if it's like kind of in the middle you don't get to see it but i'm voting for freaking terrible Okay, because you and
0: I have probably done more podcast episodes than 99.9% of podcasters out there. Yet, I'm the same way. When we would do Finding Florida, Jemmy was terrific on the video. She would just, she would turn it on and it would go. And I would be like stumbling over words, not knowing where to put my hands. <laughs> I mean, just. It
1: didn't help that Abby was standing behind the guy laughing. <laughs> I was like, you have to leave because you're making me embarrassed.
0: <laughs> How many takes did it take? <clears throat>
1: Um, he just would ask questions and filmed it. I guess he's going to cut it up. And I was like, just cut it up and don't make me look really stupid. Like I get
0: really dumb on camera. Your shoulders hurt. Did you have to ride?
1: No, I didn't. I, I just did a jo- a demo of a join up and a demo uh, the of the mounting in? block. Oh yeah. yeah okay. I used, I used one I knew would work. <laughs> <laughs> so I did a, a demo join up with Drax and then I did the mounting block lesson with him and then um, and he was like, do they always work that perfect? And I was like, to be honest, no, cause he's really trained. <laughs> like he really understands the job. He was like the best for using him in the clinic. Like he knows, but yeah, I can't lift my arm at all. And so he wanted to film me putting a halter on the horse. And I was like, yeah. Um, can you turn the camera off like real quick? I don't want to talk about it on the show, but I like tore something in my shoulder and I can't lift my arm. By the way, I am. That was one of the bad horses
0: that you're, well, I'm not showing you today.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I will not be showing myself do anything that would require me to lift my arm off of my body. But yeah, it's really weird to not have a right arm. So, um, my left arm is getting so strong. It's like,
0: how are you <laughs> running with your left? Doing um,
1: that? I, I, you know, I rode yesterday and the, the riding part was fine because you keep your arm in by your side. But what I didn't think about was when I dismounted and, and uh-huh. I threw my leg over uh-huh. and then I slid down and I was like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> you don't realize you don't keep your arm. Anyway, enough about me and being whiny. I hate, I feel like, okay, not she's not listening. Um, I feel like my mother when I complain about pain, so... <laughs>
0: Well, look. All you and I have done for well, all I've done in the last month is complain about pain. So I'm glad I'm not the only one right now.
1: No, I want to. I'm in the doctor yesterday, and there I was like, he was like, so on a scale of one to ten, I was like, you know what? This is horrifying to me to even talk about. He's like, you have an injury. You're here to get help, and I'm like, but I I don't know. I feel like a wuss.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, horse people think it it hurts on a regular (laughs) basis, and you could have some serious things torn in there. I mean. MRI time. You'll find out.
1: Rub some dirt in it. You'll be fine.
0: (laughs) You'll find out soon enough. All right. Well, we're going to go to our first guest right now. We have a lot to do in today's show. A lot coming up for you today. And we have a brand new show that has just joined, as of last week, The Horse Radio Network. It's a show that had already been going on. So, uh, and I really liked it. And we had a discussion and decided that... uh, that she would join the Horse Radio Network family of shows, and it's on the website now, uh, and coming out on the Horse Radio Network All Shows feed. By the way, we have one of those. So I wanted to remind everybody, if you listen to more than one show on the network, you listen to several, you might want to consider just subscribing to the, it's called uh, Horse Radio Network All Shows feed, and every episode of every show we do, it comes on there, and so you don't have to have separate show feeds if you don't want to. We have about 2,000 people that do it that way. So
1: I did, by the way, mention on the news that I do have a podcast
0: called Horses in the oh, thank Morning. Thank you. Don't cut Race that part radio. out. They'll cut oh, that totally. part That's out. That's gone. Yeah. Just
1: <laughs> no, it's a kiss of death. But I did mention it. Thank so you. you know.
0: Thank you for remembering this time. You and I have done that. We've both done that one. Forget to even mention we have a show. And I own the network I and i forgot. I don't
1: even think I mentioned I had a child. But I mentioned <laughs> that the
0: show. All right. Let's get Nikki Porter on from Take the Reins podcast. And her sound should be good, I hope, because she's, you know, she's a podcaster.
2: You're such a nerd.
1: <laughs> like, I care about the quality of the interview,
0: you care about the quality, quality of the stuff. sound. Oh, that's right. Let's hope I get her. Hi, Nikki. Good morning.
3: How are you?
0: Good. You're on with Jamie and I. Thank you for joining us today.
3: Yeah. Hi. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: What beautiful part of the world do you live in?
3: I am in Nova Scotia, Canada, and it is absolutely beautiful here today.
1: Oh, my God. Is it all white and snowy? No, not at all. It's green.
0: We were were supposed to take a cruise that got canceled because of COVID over the summer. We were doing 10 nights in Canada, and one of the stops was Nova Scotia, and I was looking forward to it so much.
3: Well, you'll have to come and visit because it is absolutely beautiful. And I say that it's green right now, and... (laughs) Um, I think every other place in Nova Scotia has been hit with snow at least some point this fall, except for us. I don't know how we got missed. Uh, but right now, it is beautiful. It's a little chillier right now than it was, but uh, it is it's gorgeous. I don't suggest necessarily coming this time of year, though, Glenn.
0: Okay, good. <laughs> well, we'll we'll stick to summertime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <pretty far. laughs> so, tell us about take the reins. So, what, what what is the podcast? What do you do? What do you talk about?
3: All right. So first of all, I so appreciate being a part of your network. It's amazing. And uh, I feel like I've just become part of a new family. So,
0: Aww. Well, I look at it this way. You're now out of elementary school and into middle school. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> amazing. Uh, so the Take the Reins podcast is a personal growth podcast for horse owners. So I really consider our personal foundation, just as important as our horses foundation. And so on weekends, actually, my husband and I teach through the the summer and the fall, we teach horsemanship and trail clinics. And we use the line from Mindy Bauer, if you don't have a foundation, where do you go when things go wrong? And so my podcast really is designed to help equestrians have a strong personal foundation that complements that of their horses. And it allows them to really show up as they expect their horses to show up, not only for their horses, but in life in general. So it gives us a foundation that allows us to be focused, relaxed, connected, and confident.
0: So wh- what's your background?
3: Well, I'm a teacher by trade. So I was a high school drama and English teacher.
0: Were you a for- drama teacher? I didn't know that.
3: Yeah, yeah so for nine years i was uh very invested in the teaching world and loved it and then um i'm a mom and my daughter's seven years old and my husband and i started developing our horsemanship uh, business and i was just getting really maxed out so i ended up leaving teaching in 2017 And uh, I started writing, so I wrote my first book, published at the end of 2018, and uh, English really is my background. I went to school originally for journalism, and that was where I wanted to go, and then I was like, I don't want to travel and do all these crazy things uh, where I'm being taken away from my family, so I went into uh, teaching English, So and now I write, and podcast, and do all the things
0: well. I you, you know that I, I, I really check out shows before they come on the network, and I can I can recommend yours. We don't have one like it. Uh, oh, yours you. definitely is unique uh, from all the other shows that we do, and I and I recommend everybody that to definitely give it a try. It. Um, it is now available on the Horse Radio Network website, and I just got word—I haven't even told you this—from our app developer that by the end of the day today, and Apple might take a couple days, but it should be available on the Horse Radio Network app as well. So, yeah, that's been—he's <laughs> put in the changes. It just takes a little while to propagate through everybody to do their updates. But yeah, so you're you're definitely official now. So, give me an example of something that you might. Put Jamie and I on the spot and give me an example of something that you might talk about on the show.
3: All right. So really, I guess the main topic for the last, I want to say, five episodes have been about personal awareness. So, you know, I... Well, we're both
0: in pain right now from various things. Does that count as personal awareness?
3: Yes. Well, part of the piece of personal awareness is really about like, how am I feeling within myself? And then how does that change how I show up for my horse? How does that change it, my communication? How does that change how I show up for my partner? <laughs> right. So, you know, if that is a piece of personal awareness, if you're in a lot of pain, um, or if there's, if there's, whether it's emotional or physical, if there's things going on, then I, uh, you're going to show up differently than a day that you feel on top of the world. So it's really, um,
0: okay. I, no horses for you today, Jamie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because when I was a teenager, I used to actually like I would recognize when I should be going out to ride my horse and when it was probably a good day to not even though my riding coach was like you need to ride every day, uh I I knew even then that there were times when I just she and I were not going to have a productive ride if I was going and I wasn't I wasn't able to navigate through my emotions at that time as well, so I just chose not to go out and ride that day.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, I agree with you totally, and and uh, you know, I don't go play with my pony on a day that I'm in bad shape, either m- mentally or physically. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'll go out and hang out with them, but we, you know, I don't go driving or anything. And I'm a carriage driver, so it's it, there's something about carriage driving that it's a commitment because you got to put on the harness, the carriage. And there's a lot more to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it just seems like there's a lot more to it than throwing the saddle on and going. You know, yeah. uh, I don't. I know there's probably not. And it probably takes us about the same amount of time, but it just psychologically it seems like more jamie hated carriage driving so in her mind psychologically it's just something to never do again uh, it's terrifying. <laughs>
3: is it terrifying i feel like i would be terrified
0: <laughs> you can't it's do it strange. with your hurt shoulder jamie that's one thing you can't do is carriage drive because your there's arms a are... lots of
1: things i can't do and and hurt shoulder or not i will not be driving
0: ever again i'm retired <laughs> do you have a horse right now nikki
1: water rafting
3: jamie i went white water rafting once And people love these, doing these never
1: again. I will never do
0: it
1: again. Yeah. There's some things don't make any sense. Right? Yeah, I agree.
0: So do you have a horse right now?
1: I do.
3: I do. I bought my first Rainer actually a year ago. His name is Ford. And I've had horses since I was seven. And uh, then I tried to like quit riding at one point when I was in university. And that, you know how that goes. That just doesn't work really Mm -hmm. at all so um I met my husband and he has he's even more invested in horses than I am and so this was the first time I'm 37 and this was the first time since I was 18 that I like went out and chose and shopped and looked for my own personal horse uh and it was amazing he's fantastic he's everything I hoped he
1: would be
0: yay look at you go all right cool Well, it is. Where can people go to find the show? Obviously, any podcast player just search for "Take the Reigns," right?
3: Absolutely, and my website. Uh, the podcast is up to date there, Nikkiporter.ca, and uh, my host is Simplecast. So, if you go to Simplecast, take the reins, then it's easy to find there as well. Um, but yeah, it's pretty easy to to find. And if you think personal growth and horses i'm really the only one like you said <laughs> Yeah, on the so, horse
0: radio network so yeah definitely right. and you can also go to horseradionetwork.com and you'll find it listed there with all the other shows thank you nikki and welcome thanks,
3: thanks jamie it was great to be on i got thanks, bad news nikki. for
0: i got bad news Uh-oh. for you though nikki one thing um jamie has a son that's seven eight how old is he now Se- seven seven but he has a girlfriend so apparently we can't fix him up with your daughter
1: Not yet, anyway. No, it's okay, Glenn. We all know how these relationships work at seven.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It'll be done by tomorrow. (laughs) I
1: I tell her
3: that all of her friends that she's she's like close with now, she's related to them all until she's thirty. So it's all good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All good. Thanks, Nikki. (laughs) We'll see you. All right. She is
1: delightful. You knew she was going to be delightful. She's Canadian.
0: That's right. She is delightful. I've, I've had several conversations with her, and she's a lot of fun. Can you tell us what's going on over at Stateline Tech?
1: I don't know. I need to go over there. Oh, uh, no, I
0: got to- I got news for you. See, we don't even have to go to the website today. Because Stateline Tech is pleased to announce that the first wave of Oak-branded products are in stock and available to ship just in time for the holiday season. Oak is the nickname for Oak Equestrian, a collection of products. O-E-Q. O-E-Q, but they say Oak. I don't know why they did that. But it's Oak Equestrian. That's why they did it. Uh, A collection of products designed by people who love to ride, utilizing their collective experiences in a variety of disciplines, they are proud to bring you quality items you'll love at prices you'll adore. If you're looking for great prices with cutting-edge style and design without spending a fortune, welcome to Oak. And that pretty much describes our whole audience. Uh, The collection is comprised of timeless, well-designed pieces that add functionality and value to any equestrian's life. Uh, And they have a bunch of different things from breeches to vests to winter boots to Gearbags, it's a brand new company. I have not seen until I went and okay. looked today. I had not seen the products.
1: I thought when you said Oak Equestrian, I was thinking like wooden saddle trees. Like, no, no. this is like just a brand name of yes. like some super cute clothes.
0: That's right. Uh, so if you want to add some of these to your personal shopping list or you, the list you give to your hubby or your significant other or your parents or somebody, because we all know you always ask for horse stuff. Uh, these pieces make great gifts, and they also make great gifts for trainers and barn owners or friends, the bags and gear bags and boot bags and stuff like that. They also have some boots, too. Um, and they're going to be offering additional stuff in the future, including tacks, saddle pads, horse boots, and more. So, visit StatelineTack.com for all the Oak products. And again, I have, I didn't see these till today because we haven't had trade shows. So it's exciting to see there's new, new companies coming out in the time of COVID here.
1: Saddles, bridles, girths, breastplates, everything. They have everything.
0: Yeah. So there you go. All Check on StatelineTac.com. Now it is time. Are you ready?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. okay well jessica sent me this one and this is weird news but also terrifying news in washington state the agriculture department caught two large hornets in a trap on wednesday and guess what kind of hornets they were glenn the killer
0: death hornets
1: murder hornets (laughs) in spokane washington um Despite the nickname and hyper on the insect, it says it has stirred fears in an already bleak year. The hornets kill at most a few dozen people a year
0: in Asian countries. Oh, that's
1: not. Oh, that's bad. not.
0: We're, that we're many. killing Only... a lot more of that every day here. So,
1: I mean, they make it like it's no big deal, but it's still a hornet that can kill you.
0: They found another the nest yesterday up there with two or three hundred in it.
1: Yes. Do you know how they did that, Glenn? <laughs> Let me tell you. Using dental floss. Entomologists what? were able to attra- attach radio trackers to three of the murder hornets. What? And one of them led <laughs> to the discovery of another nest.
0: God, we, technology's just out of this world right now. Okay,
1: anybody's <laughs> like in school to be an entomologist, they're like, we did it. I'm going to attach radio trackers to murder hornets via dental floss. I thought
0: you were going oh to say they attached a GoPro. That's what uh, yeah, kind of- <laughs> basically,
1: it's basically. So, yeah, they 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 you know are, can, can have devastating attacks on honeybees. So, uh, finding all the murder hornets are uh, that's can we thing. please
0: not ship them to Florida? We have every other murdery thing down here. We don't need murder <laughs> hornets, we don't need them at all.
1: Yeah. Okay, Nicole sent me this one, y'all. I love that y'all are sending me these because I never would have found this one. That's right. We're going to go to Kentucky now, Glenn. We've gone from Washington now to Kentucky. And the name of the town in Kentucky is called <clears throat> Rabbit Hash. Rabbit Hash Kentucky. And apparently Rabbit Hash Kentucky has a peculiar tradition of electing candidates for their mayor that are not human. And currently, they just, they just voted in. Wilbur, a six month old French bulldog, to be the mayor of Rabbit Hash, Kentucky.
0: I wonder I wonder how much he gets paid. Did they get paid? Is this a paid gig?
1: It's a tradition, Glenn. And six months old, he's going to just destroy the mayoral mayoral office. Yeah,
0: I I picture accidents. I picture the walls chewed up.
1: (laughs) Amy Nolan, Wilbur's human, told NBC News, Rabbit Hash Kentucky has never had an actual person or a human as a mayor. There was a man named Don Clare who thought it would be a great idea to elect some type of animal. And so now... They basically just have animals, dogs, as their mayor.
0: So, did it maybe say who he was why... running against? Who lost? Let's see here.
1: It does not. I mean, he might have he might have run unopposed. Oh. Is what I'm getting <laughs> there? Have been five dog mayors of Rabbit Hash since the first, who was named Goofy. The last mayor was a pit bull named Bryn, and was mayor from 2016 to 2020.
0: By the way, mm-hmm. we both lived in Kentucky. I can just picture. Rabbit Hash, Kentucky, can't you? Oh,
1: I'm sure we've been there. Where is <laughs> I gotta <laughs> map that Rabbit Hash. Continuum. I guess ga- maybe why they're not on the map.
0: It. We have to Google Maps that. We have to check that out and uh, do a drive through Rabbit Hash because I guarantee I know exactly what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, Glenn, I stand corrected, although I feel like it could have been in Florida. This story actually came from Wichita Falls, Texas, the one that you sent me. And I might have covered this, but it's happened back in January. But, you know, weird news sometimes takes a while to make its way to the surface. Um, and people are saying that this woman is a genius. And why didn't we think of this first? Okay. Here's right. the headline. Woman riding in an electric cart was drinking wine from a Pringles can and has now been banned from Walmart. (laughs) That's right we all wanted to
0: the- drink wine while shopping at Walmart?
1: <laughs> Police responded to a call around 9 a.m. that the woman, who is remaining nameless, had been riding around in the parking lot since about 6.30 this morning. <laughs> they found her Easy Rider at a nearby restaurant and informed her she was no longer invited to, quote, save money and live better at the local Walmart.
0: <laughs> did she start what the night before or saying- did she start in the morning?
1: I think she might've been joyriding in the parking lot and then rolled on in drinking wine. Um, it's a from little early, isn't it? Can. you know, <laughs> I love what somebody posted, um, the tweet from, you know, woman band from Walmart while riding car while drinking wine from a Pringles can. And somebody's response was your move, Florida.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, the woman's name hasn't been released but plenty of people have stepped forward to claim credit
0: <laughs> I never thought about the Pringles can I never thought about wow. it Yeah.
1: I mean yeah. this plastic Pringle can especially. you know in Florida
0: she'd be drinking right out of the box it'd be the spigot be right out of the box
1: I mean that'd, that'd be so I mean. obvious though yeah okay cool. one more one more And I don't want to dissuade anybody from sending it, but lots, like lots of people sent me this one, which just makes me happy. And um, we're going to head up to Wyoming to Yellowstone National Park. Three men have been temporarily banned from Yellowstone National Park. They're actually they served two days in jail and they had to pay five hundred and forty dollars in fines. Two of the guys. Now, the third man, he must have been really guilty. He had to pay one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars in fines and fees. And all three men are banned from Yellowstone for the next two years. Why they serve two years of unsupervised probation.
0: What is unsupervised probation? What good is probation if you're not supervised?
1: (laughs) I mean, give these guys an ankle bracelet, Glenn, because here's what they did. The three men were caught in the hot springs of Shoshone Geyser Basin, hiking with cooking pots, and the ranger found them. Somebody reported like, hey, dude, somebody's walking up in here with cooking pots. It was discovered that the group had two whole chickens in a burlap sack, and they had put it in the hot spring. <laughs> so they were cooking chicken in a hot spring in Yellowstone that work? National Park. Does Well, you know, I mean, it is really hot water, I guess. It's boiling like
0: boiling much- it, I guess. <laughs> Yellowstone National
1: Park is home to hundreds of geysers and thermal features and um, the water temperature for the various features ranges from 180 to 196 degrees. But water in hot springs Glen can cause severe or fatal burns and scalding water this is what I was thinking, did they have like a fishing pole? Right at the edge you know, you could fall through into the geyser. The water underlies most of a thin breakable crust around the hot springs and it is illegal to throw objects into the hydrothermal features and you're not allowed to leave boardwalks or designated trails. You're not allowed to bring food in and um, visitors have been burned by the scalding water. People have died, but these guys had chicken to cook Glenn and they were going to get it done, but they were busted.
0: <laughs> Do you think this was a dare or they really were trying to cook chicken?
1: Um. Well, I don't know, but Eric and Dallas Roberts and Eric Romreal. Uh, all are uh, they're paying for it, Glenn. <laughs> it would have been cheaper just to buy some chicken at Costco. Plus, that's there's got to
0: be stuff in that water. It's not good for you. There's oh, be...
1: <laughs> there's so much wrong with it.
0: <laughs> there's just got to be stuff in there that's not good for you at all.
1: I mean, let's think about this. Let's see how this went down. Hey, man, you think we could like go on in that park there and use that boiling water to cook up these chickens I bought? Because sure would be good. You know, it's like nature up in there and you can just throw your chicken in and and eat it while it's freshly boiled in the geyser hot springs. And the other person was like, hey, man, that's a really good idea. And the third guy was like, let's go. Hold my beer. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, good times. Good times. They are. uh, Yeah, they're banned for just two years, though.
0: Oh, that's. Yeah, that's. No big deal. They'll be back. They can try they'll be back. But they'll try and to cook everybody. a roast next. It'll be roast yeah. next. Well just Exactly. Yeah. I mean that makes <laughs> A more leg sense. of lamb. <laughs> Neil has been our editor for many years and he started a new online store called Tomagear. Gear. And a bunch of you, uh, he has told me, have gone over and bought stuff now for the holidays. You have to get your orders in early. It's probably the last ad I'm going to be able to do for him because uh, the orders take a little time with COVID and everything to get to you. He wants to make sure everybody gets their orders by the holidays. They now have men's and women's affordable luxury watches, sunglasses, bracelets, and more. They also have outdoor watches. You can wear them around the barn. I wear mine. It looks fancy. It it looks like it's a five hundred dollar watch, but uh, it only cost me forty nine dollars. Um, and they offer brand names as well: Diesel, Gas, Citizen, Casio. You can, uh, as I said, get the outdoor rugged styles, or you can get Is very he pretty. Knocking ones. off
1: like like transport trucks and stealing these out I, of them.
0: I didn't ask. Um, Neil used to be a hip hop producer, so I'm guessing that anything goes. Uh, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> he sure. <even> knows <laughs> Uh, they also have beaded bracelets, just a lot of cool stuff. These would make great gifts, by the way, for trainers or for people in the barn, or if you're doing Secret Santas, it's perfect for that as well. They also have a full line of sunglasses, and only for Horse Radio Network listeners, if you use the coupon code HRN today, you get 25% off his already very affordable prices. So go to shoptoma.com. That's shoptoma.com And I'll remind everybody that if you forget, if you go, what was that sponsored? today, just look in the show notes. We have links to all the sponsors in the show notes every day. So it's very easy to do, and our guests as well. Don't forget the show notes. They're on most podcast players. You swipe left or swipe right, and you'll see the show notes with links. Just click on the link, and you go right there on your phone. All right, it's time for Crappy List Wednesday, and I have a crappy list for you. <clears throat> Actually, That's it's a, a good thing. It's a pretty good list. Well, you can decide whether it's crappy or good. This is on horseyhooves.com. Uh, it's a blog. 16 Things <laughs> Horses Do to Annoy Us. And I want to see if we all agree with these 16 things, okay? So let's see, let's see how well she did writing this article. This was done by DJ Madsen, so on hor- horseyhooves.com. Number one, they're ill-mannered right after you brag about their disposition. And I was hoping that your story would be, for Monday, that as he was filming, the horse didn't join up and ran off the other direction.
1: We did have a similar type of situation at the, at the end when he was filming the little piece, like how does a girl in Oklahoma, who's a horse trainer, you know, blah, 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 all that stuff. I was like, you know what you need is you need a horse to be standing right next to you. So I was like, I have a horse that will not move. If you just put him somewhere, he'll stand on his mark like an angel. So I go in and I get, of course, the Duke. So I bring the Duke out and I put the Duke right next to him. And he's setting up the tripod. So I was like his stand in and I'm standing there next to Duke and Duke is standing perfect. And of course he comes out and he has n- never really been around a horse. He's definitely not a farm guy. He's like from New York, you know? And, uh, I put, I put Duke next to him and I give him the lead rope and I'm like, okay, here we go. And, and of course Duke immediately like walks right into him, <laughs> like pushes him over. I think, like, dude, go back to your mark. Back to your mark, buddy. And he didn't, he couldn't even like push him back with the lead rope. Like I had to come back out and reset the whole thing. Yeah. So I'm like, this one won't move. He's totally perfect. And then he's like, do you have treats? Cool. All right. (laughs)
0: <laughs> the next one I like, too. They roll immediately following a bath. I've got a system down now with Scooter, because he's the one that ponies do that immediately. So, with Scooter, I don't put him out immediately. I take him, and I hand-graze him for a while, because he won't roll while he's hand-grazing, because he he can't give up two blades of grass. So, I hand-graze him for a while in the sun and let him kind of dry off a little, and I put him in a stall. And if he rolls in a stall, it's just shavings. So, I put him in a stall until he's completely dry, and then he goes out. So, I have a system now. He doesn't go out immediately, because...
1: I know, but Thor would, when I was walking him from the cross ties where I would bathe him to his stall, he would just drop like somebody had shot uh, him. And
0: you can't stop him. Once they're going you down, can't you stop can't that. stop them. No. No. Yeah, you can't stop him. That is something they do that annoys us. Alisa uh,
1: Wallace was like, teach him to lay down. Give him a treat when he's on the <laughs> ground. I was like, that's a great idea.
0: <laughs> I like this one. They pick the worst times to poop. And we've all been there, so... We all know what that's. like.
1: A enter working trot. X halt salute.
0: And why is it always proceed run-
1: working and trot? And it's always runny no.
0: at that time when they. <laughs> it's always runny when they do that too. It's never Ew. solid poop either, because runny just makes it extra embarrassing, and it gets on their legs. Um, they step on the hose during a bath. Uh, this is one thing. We finally uh, the landlords, thank God, p- put in the overhead uh, arm. With the hose, oh, dang! For what? Wa- oh, it's so nice. You don't have to worry about stepping on the hose anymore because Scooter would just do that every single time. Yeah. So the overhead arm is really nice, by the way, guys. I, I like it. Um, they will destroy brand masks or apparel, and Nigel just Nigel will not leave his fly mask on for more than two minutes. It just comes off, no matter what brand we get. It does not matter.
1: I'll tell you again that the the worker at one of the barns where I had my horse. He goes, you know what you need. On your fly mask? I'd say, what well, I said, what? He's
0: like, nails. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would work once.
1: <laughs> well, it would. There you go. That's the only way you're going to keep it on this horse. <laughs>
0: Uh, They disappear into unknown spaces when it's time to come in. Yep, every time. When Jennifer goes out to get Nigel, he's in about a five-acre pasture by himself, and there's a tree at the very far corner, and he can fit behind the tree. That's where he hides. And I go out, and I can't find him, and he's always behind that tree. When Jennifer goes out, he runs up to the gate. So that tells you. I don't know why that is. I don't know. He doesn't like me for some reason. He just wants to see me walk, I think. You need exercise. You're fat. You can come get Come on,
1: yeah, Come on, fatty.
0: Uh, they pass gas when you're near the rear uh, and that is a carriage driver's uh, nightmare by the way. We have that problem all the time. I,
1: I mean, want to point out though that I worked at a barn and this this girl had her horse in training and I was just a, a student and she's like, um J- Dave, every time I lift my horse's back leg, she, farts on me she does it on purpose she just doesn't like me and i was like can i take this one okay so when you pick up the hind leg you're readjusting the gut and she's actually that's the anthropomorphism that drives me crazy like she is not trying to be hateful you just readjusted her bowels and gas came out like that's what happens so stop blaming your horse i think actually you, her answer
0: her 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 uh, thought is more of a horse husband thought that's how we think
1: the next one number nine is on point what's that one which is they're prone to injury right before a competition or losing a shoe shoe. exactly
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly everybody always loses a shoe right before that's true uh Their poop ends up in the most inconvenient places. And it's always the hardest to get places, especially in the horse trailer, in the little cracks. And you have to take the mats out. And is there more disgusting jobs than having to pull the mats out of your horse trailer and clean underneath? Ugh.
1: You know, I, there is a more disgusting job. And I'll tell you what it is. It's when I have this current horse in training. And every time I bring him in, he poops in my automatic waterer.
0: Oh. And it's like poop soup. It's so disgusting. How do you clean those? Does the bowl come out?
1: Yeah, so you have to pull the top off. It has like a little slide button, and then you slide the top off, and there's a bowl, but you have to push it down and like lock the water so it doesn't run when you pull the bowl out. So you have to so you're, oh, you're handling it, you it considerably. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then you have to pull out this bowl full of like poop soup. And it's usually overflowing and it it's disgusting. And then sometimes you have to get all the shop back because it's fallen down oh. in there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer had this problem. She had this battle for, for months here. We, again, Nigel's Field, way in the back of the farm, five acres. We have those big, round, open water bowls that are automatic. You know, they have the hose hooked to them, but they're big and round and heavy. So, um, apparently, there, we can't. we didn't know what it was. A fox. We have fox around here. We have all kinds of raccoons and stuff like that. Some animal was pooping in the water bowl every day. I think the animal would come get a drink of water and then turn around and poop. So it was disgust. It would be brown when you'd go out. She had this battle. She had to Clorox it every day. She was so pissed. I don't know. The animals left. But it, that went on for a month. <laughs> and of course, that you can't sucks. drink the water. It's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, we had that problem. At rubbing out braids after you've just spent two hours putting them in. You know, I had
1: the opposite problem at the thoroughbred makeover because Kayla, one of our listeners, came and braided for me. The host of the the oh, what's uh, her show is the uh, sales and breeding show. Yeah, sales and breeding. Yeah. She she came and she did my braids. <laughs> like the show was over, and I'm like, Kayla. How the hell am I supposed to get these out? (laughs) She
0: does tight braids, huh?
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. And she was like, it's easy if you know how to do it. And she's like, clip here, clip here, turn it over, clip here. Then you're going to turn it over again. You're going to clip here. And then you're going to feed this through here. And I was like, how much does it cost to get you to take him out?
0: (laughs) Because I'm just going to roach his mane. That's funny. Uh, They won't accept your treats. Well, in in Jamie's case, that's a good thing. Uh, I had an email, and I wish I remember who sent it to me, because I was going to, and she said to me, this was an email I got last week, because you busted my chops about hand-feeding treats again. And she said, don't you let Jamie bust your chops about hand-feeding treats. If you love your pony, and you're a horse husband, you can hand-feed treats. So there, I have a defender. Who said that? A listener wrote me an email. What's her What's her name? I don't know his I have to name. Look it up.
1: I'm gonna need their name, their information,
0: <laughs> their address.
1: No, you know what? That' what we're gonna say is that you're gonna show up one day and you call me and you're gonna be like, I can't come to work today. And I'm gonna be like, Why? What happened? And you're like, I have to go to the doctor. I'm like, Oh, is it your gallbladder again? <laughs> no, I lost my um, second and third finger in my pony's mouth when it bit my hand when I was. At- Thought I had a treat,
0: and for for that listener who's, who's probably a new listener, I don't know. Uh, but uh, we have been having this conversation for ten years. This is not <laughs> this new. Is not new. <laughs> no, this is our old married couple conversation that we have. Uh,
1: that and the word hoof.
0: The <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, And let's do a final one. They will mark you with their slobber, and it's usually when you say, hey, I just put on my nice clothes. We're going to go out to dinner, but I'm going to go check on the horses. And I go out, and Scooter sticks his nose out and goes right over you. Every single time. You just can't go to the barn with your nice clothes on. You just can't. Or your nice shoes. You can't do that either. How many times have we all ruined shoes by going out to the bar and just saying, well, I'll just check on the horse. Oh, I don't feel like changing my shoes. I just got home from dinner. And then, you know, you step in careful. a pile of poop. yeah, Or mud or something. Uh, yeah, so that was on horseyhooves.com. You can find it uh, there. And they have a lot of cool articles on there, too. It's actually a pretty good little blog. So was that a crappy list or a good list today?
1: mmm that's all right. All right,
0: all right. Daily Dose. <laughs> I want to talk to you about Daily Dose, and I know I've had a couple people reach out to me in the last week about this. Scooter is doing great on his Daily Dose Carbuster feed. Uh, we get it delivered from directly from Chewy. That's where you buy it. Carbuster is a light feed made from Timothy Hay pellets as a base and added peas in there as well sunflower seeds flaxseed meal dried kelp and prebiotics are in there which i'm going to be needing some after my surgery you know the good stuff and what's really interesting about this is uh the nsc value is seven percent so it's Perfect for ponies that have, uh, you know, that are easy keepers that get a little fat. That I may feed treats to too much. See, uh, you
1: didn't have to do this if you wouldn't feed them treats. So you have to. Do balance you know, one it of the out.
0: listeners in the care package I got when I was six sent a bunch of low-fat treats for Scooter. So I'm giving him low-fat treats, too. So he's getting his nu- nutrients he needs without excess calories. And this is very powdery. It doesn't look like grain. It's very powdery, but he eats it. I said, first time I saw it, I said, there's no way in hell he's going to eat this. Uh, and he gets it in with a little bit of alfalfa uh, cubes that we wet down. And he eats it right up. He loves the stuff. He'll, he'll lick the plate. I, I, was, I was surprised because it didn't look like the consistency I would expect him to eat. Uh, but you can find uh, this. Again, it is called... The Daily Dose Carb Buster, and you can find it at DailyDoseEquine.com or just search for it at Chewy.com and place your order, free shipping, and your UPS guy will love you.
1: Our next guest, I'm pleased to welcome Alex Bowens, and Alex is a... The horse chick, obviously, Instagram star, recognized internationally as award-winning oil painter, specializing in custom art, and she's also a legit mounted archer. Hey Alex. Hi, Jamie. Thanks for having me. Thank you for having thank you for coming on. Um so tell us a little bit about your kind of time as a mounted archer.
2: Sure. I um I started uh doing mounted archery. I think about 10 years ago, I was coming out to Arizona. I was living in Chicago at the time, and I was coming out to visit my reining trainers who had just moved to uh, the Phoenix area. And I just sold my last reining horse, so I was looking to maybe get into another sport, try something new. I had been thinking about mounted shooting. And uh, I happened to see a truck driving down the road, and it said, Mounted Archery Lessons. And so my mom said, quick, write down that number. And so I wrote oh my it down. Um, I called the woman and I started taking lessons with her and I just fell in love immediately. And, you know, I was still living in Chicago at the time. So I would come out to Arizona and practice with her. Her name's Di Troik. And And um, it was just the rest is history. I kind of started to um, just pick up different horse projects and, you know, see if they would get along well with me shooting a bow off of them and just one thing led to another and it's a really fun sport and, um, very, you know, very, very just casual. And, uh, we have a good time with it, doing different tricks and, you know, inventing new stuff to try every time.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the picture that I am looking at is you on this beautiful, I believe it's a gypsy, um, and he's rearing while you're shooting, uh, intently. So what, what are some of the, what are some of the biggest challenges about being a mounted archer?
2: I think one of the challenges is just for me personally. I can't speak for everyone, but uh, I I kind of go to different. It's a challenge and a reward because I like to try it on different horses all the time. So it's probably just getting the horse desensitized to it. Um, Some of the noises, you know, from the bow uh, when you release the arrow. If the horses don't like it, so I I find it a fun challenge to be honest. Um, Just trying to work with horses and get them comfortable and trusting you, and because. I right now I'm in between projects and I don't have my own horse. Um, I'm kind of finding it's fun to try all these different like friend's horses. Uh, That one you mentioned, um, his name is Windsor, the gypsy cob. And he actually belongs to a friend of mine. And so it was kind of fun to be able to work with him and, you know, just move from different horses and and try to teach them the new trick and see what their problem areas might be and how I can get them past that.
1: Is there a particular breed that you find takes to it the best or the worst?
2: Um, I'm my favorite breeds personally are just quarter horses and gypsies right now. It's, maybe it's because I have the most exposure with them. Um, but I, I feel like they're really good all around horses. They're kind of up for anything. Um, they're smart horses, and so I find that you know each horse is kind of like a person. I don't like to generalize too much, but they all have different personalities and ways of working. So I haven't necessarily found a breed necessarily that I like best for it other than, you know, the quarter horse or the gypsy, but um, I just find different personality traits. You know, horses that are willing to trust you um, are a little bit easier to train. Mares or geldings? Oh, in general or for horseback archery?
1: For archery. Ooh, and archery. then in general, because it sounds like you might have a different answer. <laughs>
2: I, I, I'm starting, i starting. I change my answer all the time because I, my first horse was a mare, and I absolutely loved her. I do think that, you know, a horse of my own, I, I, I'm kind of leaning towards having a mare again because I've been having geldings, like, more recently, and I love geldings as well. Um, mares fluctuate with their attitude sometimes, but I find that when a mare really trusts you, uh, she'll kind of do anything for you, so... I might have to say Mary, even though I feel like I'm betraying all the good geldings that have really treated me nicely with horseback archery.
1: It's okay. We won't tell them it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, please don't. (laughs) Your secret is safe with us. Now you also have a, uh, you also do art. Now, Glenn, this is where I'm going to have you play the bumper. Go ahead. Play it. Ready? Ready? Go. And here's another horse radio network holiday gift idea. Not only are you a talented mounted archer, you're also an artist. And I was looking through your portfolio on your website, which is Bowen, com, And your oil paintings look frighteningly real. Oh, thank you.
2: That's a really <laughs> nice compliment. I appreciate that. I mean, I oil them. is
1: tough, but this, I mean, the, the the two Dobermans that are laying on each other, I feel like I could reach out and touch them.
2: Oh, thank you very much. That was a really special commission. So, a commission is just a custom portrait. So, this woman um, that I actually was riding with, she had she had just lost her dog, um, the brown dog in the in the picture that you're looking at of the oil painting, and she wanted a painting to commemorate the relationship of her two dogs. And I just felt that that really represented, you know, the bond and the relationship that those animals had together. And so it was a really special one to work on, and then that one was actually won an award and traveled all over the world. Um, went to the Museum of European Modern Art in Barcelona, uh, Sotheby's in Los Angeles, and then um, at the Sama Club in New York City. And so it's a really meaningful portrait to me. Um, and I love Doberman, so it kind of, you know, now Dobermans really have a special place in my heart.
0: i got to ask you, how cool taste. is it to go to a big museum, an international museum like that, and see one of your pieces on the wall? That has to be surreal.
2: It was completely surreal, and I was really fortunate to go with um, my childhood best friend, and we've been best friends since first grade, and she and I have kind of like we saw our dreams come true. She became a very successful musician. And then my dream was to have a painting in a museum. That was kind of my lifelong dream. And so to go there together, it was just it felt completely surreal. I'm I'm really grateful that we were able to do that together.
0: That's so cool. That's- well, congratulations yeah. for that. Wow.
1: Thank so, you very much. So the it. the gift part of this is you do custom work commission paintings. Yeah,
2: yeah, so I specialize in commission work. So what that means is um, someone comes to me with an idea, and whether it's an animal or a, a portrait of a person. Um, recently I've had someone come to me with, you know, a still life and a landscape idea, um, and we just discuss, you know, what are you looking for in this portrait? Um, I, I like to go for the feeling that someone's after because each person has a different, you know, tone that they're going for. Um and then we work out the details of, um, you know, references, whether, you know, especially with animals, whether the animal is still alive. I might go and photograph them and do sketches from life and then turn that into an oil painting. Um, if an animal might have been deceased, um, I'm able to work from photographs. And because I studied anatomy thoroughly and then being around horses, it's, it's translated really well to the fine art where I'm able to study the anatomy and then capture the likeness of the animal.
0: That's great. You also have uh, been very successful in Instagram. You have almost 100,000 followers on Instagram. I know when you, you know, people, and there's a lot of people listening right now that goes, how can I get 100,000? What do you think has been the key to your success on Instagram? What has made it work? Why have people, you know, come to you?
2: I I think being genuine and just having fun, um, not trying to, you know, when I started my Instagram account, it was before, you know, the term using air quotes influencer was really a thing at all, Um, the Instagram influencer. So I I really wasn't trying to get anything out of it. I just wanted to be able to share my thoughts and pictures with people that were, you know, like-minded. And I love my group of people on Instagram because it, it feels like a really nice network, especially during the crazy times that we've experienced during quarantine. It's been a nice way to connect with people um, but what I'd also like to tell people about um, quantity is is not to worry about it. If people are looking to start an Instagram account, it, it's more about the quality of the people and you know you having like-minded network and and making connections like that. I don't get too caught up in numbers to be honest because I think that's just more of a vanity thing. Um, but you know I just and I don't want kids to start thinking i need to get a hundred thousand followers to to do this it's great to have that and i like having a large network of people that love horses and love art um but it's really just finding your um your tribe uh, on social media i think that's really important and that's the the most rewarding thing you can get out of it it so
1: so glenn lucas my seven-year-old he got in the car yesterday and he's like mom I'm really serious about something that I want to do, and I was like, "What's up, buddy?" And he's like, "I want, I want to be a YouTuber." <laughs> I was like, "What does that mean?" And he's like, "I'm going to do videos on YouTube." Well, what kind of videos are you going to do? I'm going to do everything. I'm going to play video games on YouTube, and I'm going to like open boxes on YouTube, like <laughs> pretty much a little bit Aww. of everything. So I'm going to play him this and be like, "You yeah, have it's all about quality,
2: not quantity, buddy." <laughs> (laughs) It is. It's quality, not quantity. And I'm all about, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit. And if you have an idea in mind, but I, you know, just for the younger kids, um, gaining that many followers is not going to change how you feel every day, uh, unless you really love your life and you're sharing the things that you love. Um, just having a big following does not change your everyday life. And yeah, I think we've learned that.
0: that we've happen. learned that too, haven't we, Jamie? <laughs> yeah, our life still goes you, on. It can,
1: more <laughs> people so. listen
2: or four hundred. It doesn't yeah, really it matter. Does. <laughs>
0: that's right.
2: Yeah, it doesn't. And and I I want to make sure that's something I'm I've been trying to tell people lately is like, hey, you know, go and do what you love to do. Um, you know, and if you want to start a business, you, you definitely should investigate that. But but choose a topic that you are really interested in and something that you would love to share with just 10 people. And then if it goes from there, I mean, I've had no intentions of growing a a large following. Um, I was just sharing things that I love. And so in that regard, I don't have any emotional attachment to it. And I think that's a healthy, safe place to be mentally for people. So tell your seven-year-old, I love the idea and pick something that he loves to do. So if he loves video games or, um, I don't know what the unboxing thing is, but if he likes to do the unboxing thing, no, that means that
0: Jamie that has good. to buy him lots of stuff. That's yeah. why he wants to Basically, do the unboxing thing. Something. Yeah, <laughs> That's what that means. Please, That's me kid mark, code for else. buy me stuff.
2: <laughs> I have a great idea. How about a YouTube video about doing chores around
0: the house? That's <laughs> oh, <awesome. laughs> there you go. That's perfect. He can do right, the I'm dishes. He can do the laundry. <laughs> and he'll be the only seven-year-old that has videos about doing household chores. It's oh, perfect. It's totally.
1: It's the seven-year-old yeah. mucks out the stall.
0: That's brilliant. Look at that. Perfect. Hey, I would love to watch that. <laughs> 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 Alex, uh, you also, I, I saw you riding this Gypsy Vanner, and you have a lot of pictures with the Gypsy Vanner, which are absolutely beautiful. Um, but Gypsy Vanners are hard to take care of. Um, and I do know that you use Equiderma products. Uh, so why do you like Equiderma?
2: Oh, man. So, there's, uh, so they all look a little similar, but I... Have three gypsies that I help friends with, so they're owned by friends of mine. And I, you know, whether I'm teaching them horseback archery or flying a drone off of them, they're always up for anything. And I help take care of them at the end of all of our sessions. Well, before I started using Equiderma shampoo and conditioner, it would literally take me an hour to get through that gypsy vanner's mane and tail. I mean, it was just such a process. I started using the Equiderma shampoo and conditioner, and um, it is it is so fast and because they have really thick coarse tails and manes, and long and they're beautiful, but they're a lot of work. And I haven't found a better product than Equidermas shampoo or conditioner. I haven't found a better shampoo or conditioner out there. So I'm a big fan of uh, their products, especially for the gypsies um, or any horse that you have a nice thick tail or you want them to be really shiny and slick. I'm a really big fan of those Yeah, because those when a gypsy mane gets,
0: gets cruddy, you're not getting to comb through it. They're just <laughs> not working. No. no. Oh,
2: no. I was picking through that tail for like an hour before I products. my like, products. <laughs> it was really an ordeal. I would kind of go, oh, man, do I really want to do this today? But we just uh, literally over the last weekend, it was pretty warm in Phoenix. And so we said, hey, let's do a bubble bath day. And we got through everybody really quickly. And they looked beautiful afterwards. and. Is very anyone that owns a horse knows it's very satisfying when you don't you don't have to get more of the crud out and you don't feel like at the end of it that there's still soap suds in there and um, it's difficult to get through. So I'm I'm a big believer. I'm a big fan of their shampoo and conditioner as well as their other products too. But those would be the ones that I use the most frequently.
0: Sounds good. You can go to Equiderma.com to find those. Try the coupon code HRN, and uh, something might happen there as well. So uh, uh, thank you for that. We really appreciate it. Where can people find your work? And also, what's your Instagram account?
2: Sure. My Instagram is at Alex underscore Bowens. Um, My other just art-focused Instagram is at Alex underscore Bowens underscore art. And my website, you can go to Alex Bowens, and that's B-A-U-W-E-N-S, dot com, so alexbowens.com, and contact me, um, sign up. The first place that I uh, submit work or send new work to is through my email list. Um, and so if they sign up for an email or send me a message, I respond to all messages through my website.
0: All right, good. So thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate it, and good luck with it all. Have fun.
2: Thank you, Glenn, and thank you, Jamie. It was a pleasure talking to you both. All right, bye. Nice Alec. talking to you too. Thanks. Have a good one.
0: Well, we've had some delightful guests on today.
1: Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Now I can't wait to teach my end illusion how to rear while I'm shooting <laughs> mounted <laughs> That's archery. That's one op- thing
0: you missed at the uh, makeover was the rearing while shooting. Uh,
1: I have had lots of horses rear. I just, (laughs) I don't like it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She has pictures of her jumping and shooting at the same time, too. I
1: know.
0: Which has to be another trick. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, She must be taller because she looks like she has long legs in this picture because that's a big horse. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So she must feel a, a little bit on the dollar side. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Tomorrow is fox hunting with, uh, with Tara and Jennifer. And then Jamie will be back with Debbie on Friday. We have a post show for you. I have, it's going to be a real quick one. But uh, I, have a, I have something I found on Slate.com that I wanted to go over with oh, you. Oh, Lord. Uh, and thank you, Jamie.
1: All right. Spain neuter, Geld, Everybody have a good one.
0: All right, we're out. Thank you also to all the auditors for all the kind words about my operation tomorrow. Hopefully, it'll go better than the last one. Uh, slate.com. I just ran across this on my uh, Google Alerts. The title is Help, I Married a Horse Person. Well, of course, I had to look at that, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And this is one of those advice columns. So, uh, this basically is a, a guy who's asking advice of this advice columnist. And here's the question. My wife was a nationally ranked equestrian when we when she was growing up and rode competitively for a college team. We first started dating at college. At that time, you're going to see where this is going real quick. At that time her dorm room was covered in horse paraphernalia, photos, old riding awards, trinkets from competitions trinkets from competitions horse themed calendars you name it (laughs) i never really paid much attention to it because I'm, i'm not a decorating guy and honestly didn't care at the time however now that we've moved into our first real home together my wife is starting to turn this into a horse home there is horse related stuff everywhere it's like someone's grandma's horse themed attic threw up in here so, he asks, I've tried gently to bring it up, but since I don't really have a decorative taste and didn't contribute any of my own decorations, it's not like I su- suggest hanging up some of my stuff. My wife injured herself severely in a horse accident during her senior year and hasn't ridden since. She gets incredibly emotional if I suggest leaving a painting or two off the wall, or perhaps putting them in storage. What do I do?
1: Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) I mean, so if I didn't have a husband, my house would look like a 12-year-old girl lived here. I've said that before. Um,
0: Did he bring this up? Does he ever bring up the decorating horsey stuff?
1: Um there's some that are super tasteful. Like I have a awesome photo of Secretariat, at Seattle slew and affirmed. And like, it's beautiful photograph, right? And it's a Tony Leonard and it's framed and it's very prominent in our home. And then I have like all these other, like here's American Pharaoh. And there's one of rapid redux. There's another one of secretariat. There's one of just the twin spires, Kentucky Derby right behind me is another one of my old horse. that was done in an oil painting. So like, So we kept it to, like, my room. And the problem is that fighter pilots also have a lot of congratulation stuff. We call it an I love me wall. But... When you're a fighter pilot for 20-something years, you you need an I Love Me room.
0: Yeah, he's probably got a lot of awards and medals. Oh, God, uh,
1: and pictures and lithographs and all these things that they get at each squadron they're in and just, like, thing after thing. So he has an I Love Me room, and I have an I Love Me I Love Horses room. So my office is all horses. There's, like, a Remington on my desk. There's all my briars on the shelf. (laughs) There's, like... All the horse girl things that I could possibly want. There is one F-16 in here, I'm noticing, and that's got to go. What is that doing in here? This is my room. So and my, my like letter from the queen, my certificate is in here. I have like everything that w- is me. And then throughout the house, there's other things like, I don't know, family pictures, horses, and airplanes. That's pretty much it in the house. But specifically for my room and specifically for his room. By the way, his I Love Me room is the small garage.
0: <laughs> I think... I'm going to surprise everybody with my horse husband answer here. There was a huge clue when you saw her dorm. The problem he made was assuming that people change after they get married.
1: You make a good point. You make a good point. I
0: think this is half on him or more because I, he knew going in and he just ignored the signs because, you know, when you're married, you can change the person. Now that Scratch. You, yeah, when yeah. you, let's be real,
1: he saw her and he's like... She's got some crazy showing, but you know what? But she has I a nice have sex ass. With her. <laughs>
0: because horse girls have nice asses.
1: I need to sleep with her. So, um, (laughs) yes, I don't care. I'll look past it. So, while he was like, you know, sleeping with her in his dorm room, and he looks up and there's like, you know, the briar sea biscuit, you know, staring at him in the face, he chose to let it go. So, it's your fault, man.
0: So, the answer from this person, you know, who doesn't know horse women, said, I'd encourage you to focus on what you can reasonably ask of a partner. I want a 50% reduction in horse decor. And I think it's important to keep talking about this, even if you feel Upset. It's perfectly achievable discussion. I think who the hell wrote that crap? <laughs> somebody doesn't know horses. Like this like is on Slate 50, magazine. uh
1: 50% reduction <laughs> in equine related things. You know what? I'm gonna have a 50% reduction in you.
0: I, I, okay? I was just gonna say, what are the chances of this one making it? I'm thinking. And she can't ride right now, so it's even more emotional. And she was a
1: seat. Let's talk. <laughs>
0: acknowledge that this is emotional for her demonstrate patience and compassion if she starts crying take a break if it gets too heated but don't back off because she gets upset I disagree with this one totally I've been married 32 years if she gets upset (laughs) back off if your horse person gets upset about horse shit you back off or you're out Uh, so yeah bad advice I would like to tell you honey that I
1: I made this sofa up for you tonight. And by the way, the sofa is in the garage. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, about, it's out with your flying stuff in the garage. Yeah, yeah. you can join yeah. your words and medals and pictures out there yeah I bad mean, advice I,
1: again i'm not an asshole like i remember the post show is not for children right. i'm not an asshole like i just want to be like clear but then, like if i'm having a normal discussion with my husband but if he rolls up with i need a 50 percent reduction in horse related things i'd be like who the fuck are you talking to <laughs> what is going on right now excuse me roll up talking to me like you're some numbers guy and I'm some child and you need to placate my horse themed house by giving me fifty percent of it and the other are you kidding me right now? Have a seat and let's discuss the numbers here, shall we? <laughs> How was that? Until you know, you're married to perfect. me. Yeah, Did you get perfect. shamed? Yeah, get little, yeah. That was just little, uh, your yeah. butt <laughs> go numb a little bit. Yeah,
0: I think this guy's <laughs> gonna get that same thing if he goes down the road that he's advised to go down. Don't do it. Whoever dear Abby was does not know horse women. So don't. Do
1: Dear it. Abby, I have a problem with my girl, but you know what? You can just shut the fuck
0: up. Okay,
1: <laughs> there's worse things in the world than having a horse print on the wall above your head. Okay, it could be a horse. Guess print what's on the wall above our head in our bedroom, naked. by the way? Yeah. Oh, what? Horse prints. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. I have a horse print above the wall in my bedroom. You don't see him complaining
0: about it. Yeah, there's no kinky mirrors. You know, there's no kinky uh, S&M mirrors in horse girls' rooms. It's horse Ew, pictures.
1: who wants to see themselves
0: doing it? Gross. <laughs> see? There you go. That's why there's none. That's <laughs> All right. On that note, we're going to say goodbye. And I'll talk to everybody next week. But, Jamie, will see you sooner. So uh, I'll
1: be here Friday. Yeah, be here doing the show. Lord willing, and the creek don't rise.